Beautiful. Boom, record has been hit. So that means we're recording oh. now, Freddy. <laughs> That's good. It is a good thing. I'm ready. Boom, you're ready. Uh, I should have asked you this before I hit record. It's so embarrassing. Abon, Ibon? Abon. Abon. Curse of Abon. Curse of yeah. Abon. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. It makes you think of Avon, which I don't know if you guys know what that is or not. Probably not. It's a no, no. Avon. It's like a perfume company. They make like soap on a rope and perfumes and other things. Oh, no, not really my kind of um, expertise, oh. so to speak. Okay. <laughs> soap on a rope. You got to try it. You got to get something like really musky, you know, that smells like, I don't know, yeah, yeah, out, yeah. out in the forest or something. Soap on a rope. Soap on a rope. Got to remember. Yeah, must must not be a thing in Sweden. It's okay. I'll bring I'll bring it. I will be responsible for bringing soap on a rope. Perfect. To Sweden. Sounds good. Yeah, I'll I'll tell IKEA to sell it. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. I'm, I'm sure they will pick it up. Sorry, what was that? I'm sure they will. They will pick it up. Mm-hmm. They certainly will. All right. Well, hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock and Roll Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris. Usually on my right-hand side is my right-hand man, Gabriel. Was Gabriel here last time we were chatting? Yeah, it was. Okay, cool. He's currently in school. He might be on lunch by now, but he's he's upstairs online in school. Um, and today on Rock and Roll Podcast, we have Curse of... Oh, my God, we just chatted about this. Avon. 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 That's right. Avon, yeah. Not Avon. Yeah. Avon. <laughs> I'm just going to write down Avon, but like Avon. It'll be great. Uh, and then, cool, Chris Avon. They have a new EP called Book of Avon, Avon, uh, which is released on December 18th of the awful year, the worst year in history. Uh, and right now I'm being joined by Frederick to share some more info about what this curse is and what the book is. Is the curse inside the book? Is the book inside the curse? Uh, so, Freddie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Glad to be here again. You're quite welcome. Yeah, you were on not too long ago, um, you know, with your other project. And I don't know, I guess I should be flattered that you wanted to be back on my show. Well, I enjoyed it last time. And uh, <laughs> I hopefully you did as well if, because you want to be back. So uh, when I asked, well, I need content, Freddie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you need promotion. I need content. But no, I did enjoy it. Win win. Yeah, it yeah. is a win win. And uh, I love I love Swedes. Swedes are awesome. <laughs> uh, cool. You. Now, take us through this because I I am truly ignorant, and even if I wasn't ignorant, I would act ignorant for the sake of the interview. Uh, but what in the world is this? Like, I dig the music, but I don't understand who any of this stuff is. So, take me through like beginning to end. What in the world is an Avon? Why is there a curse in a book? What is Achtu? What is Dagon? 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 Take me through this. I'm so ignorant. I have no idea what's going on. Well, this is the fun part, isn't it? Well, basically, uh, Abon is a wizard that was um, H.P. Lovecraft wrote about him, or probably made him up as well. And um, he created a book called The Book of Abon, which is uh, basically a spell book to summon entities from beyond and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the curse of Abon is, is, of course, inspired by Abon, the character. And, uh, well, the curse, I mean, let's think about it for a second. I mean, if you use a black magic spell book, you're bound to be cursed in one way or another, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, 
you're dealing with things beyond the human comprehension. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's basically what it is, what what Curse of Avon is. And uh, like I said, the Book of Avon is, uh, well, the spell book. And uh, when it comes to Atu, Atu is also called many other names. Uh, one of its most famous is the Crawling Chaos or uh, Nyala Totep. It's so hard to say. I mean, mm-hmm. even I can't say. But basically, it is uh, a being from another dimension who is like a herald for. Uh, well, the great old ones, like old gods. And his mission is basically to spread chaos and madness on on Earth and, like, prepare for for their coming, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And uh, Dagon is a deity from the sea. He's uh, written about in uh, the H.P. Lovecraft story called uh, Shadow over Innsmouth, if I'm not entirely wrong and well basically he's worshipped by uh, a cult uh, in a poor village that basically they were really really they had no food or anything and uh, some fishermen found like I think some some kind of well they, they found Dagon somehow and uh, made a pact with him so to speak and uh, brought riches back and food and everything and slowly they turned into like fishmen hybrids and went back to the sea to Dagon. Okay. This is this is some <laughs> deep stuff. Ah, it is. Yeah. So much going on. Now, I guess my question is, and this is, I don't know, maybe a blunt question or kind of an obtuse question, but what is it about this stuff that inspired you to write music for it or with it? Well, you know... <laughs> Both me and the guys who have always been like interested in the occult and and like uh, the Lovecraft universe, the mythos is so big. There is so much information to find, and there's so much interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, like a little bit of well, it's horror mostly. I mean, the the stories doesn't end well. Uh, so basically, I mean, <laughs> fusing the the, the the atmosphere and, and like the stories or, or like inspiration from them, uh, like um, I think that matches well with like metal music because I, let's let's face it, it's not that happy. <laughs> no, no, not usually. I don't think. No, there is probably something, but I mean, well, I'm trying to think. Happy, <laughs> you know. I mean, a lot of metal, especially. Uh, this actually came up recently. Somebody thought everybody in California was happy. I was like, is that why angry hip-hop and angry metal has like been a mainstay out of California? Because everybody's just so happy. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, what? And I think hip-hop and metal actually have that in common. There is there is an angst, uh, of the feeling like being under the thumb of the man. Yeah, exactly. You know. Um, and H.P. Lovecraft does come up occasionally where... There's like a whole genre of metal that I I just for whatever reason maybe I didn't hear it or I didn't know it or whatever uh, where people are writing stuff about you know H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, there was one that just stuck to my mind about space mead and like feeding feeding a girl getting getting a girl drunk or something in space and it's called space mead some H.P. Lovecraft story and I was like that's that's rape that's not cool but they wrote a song about yeah. it. 
Well, I mean, one of the most famous ones is actually Metallica's Things That Shouldn't Be. That oh. is inspired by Love. Oh, did not know that. I didn't either until uh, the drummer told me about it. And I was like, what? Really? Lars told you about that? No, 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 no. Uh, not Metallica's drummer, oh. our drummer. Oh, sorry. Okay. No, no, I don't know Lars. So, no, uh, that would be strange. He's like, hey, dude. Did you know that things that shouldn't be are like uh, inspired by H.P. Lovecraft? I I can see um, it, you know, like in a Facebook chat or something, you know, just like yeah, yeah, of course, but not, not like randomly telling me that would be strange. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh man, yeah. like you know, like, you know like, yeah, like oh hey, how's life in Sweden? Oh, it's great. I bet you miss being. He's like Danish or something, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I bet you miss being in Denmark. Uh, ha ha ha. Lol. And then. Um, that's one of the things that should not be. And you're like, winky face. And he's like, actually, that song's about Lovecraft or something. And it just it goes from there. Well, it could it could be like that. I mean, why not? Yeah, why if not? I knew him, but, but just writing to me randomly, that would be strange. Yeah. So a book of spells, is it like real? Is it intentionally designed to like if people chant these things, this is supposed to happen? Or is it known that this is not real, that it's fiction? No, no, this is this is. This is pure fiction. I mean, basically, it's like uh, some people are saying that the Necronomicon exists. But, I mean, there is no real proof. There are copies and whatnot. But the Book of Avon has never been made, as far as I know, anyway. Maybe I'm wrong. Mm. Maybe somebody will write me a hate mail. But it's, that's okay. I'll take it. I mean... <laughs> they're they're going to write you a hate mail saying that they've invoked one of the spells upon you to curse you exactly i've been cursed but oh man come on let's face it covid19 that's the biggest fucking curse ever i think <laughs> well you weren't affected by covid19 right if i remember correctly well i, I yeah i have been oh okay. sure yeah you had covid yeah, yeah i've had it oh wow okay i don't remember that uh take us through that how was it um to be honest, it was it, it was like a common cold for me. I was like, you know, I was feeling pretty pretty sick for like three four days, and then it was just like an endless cold, and I lost my sense of smell and and the taste, mm. which is hard when you're working in a kitchen. But I wasn't at that time, so. Um, but then, now like one and a half two months later, I'm feeling good, so there's no long lasting effects or anything. Okay. Yeah, because I definitely read about that. People have been trying to get over it for months. Um, you know. Well, I mean, some are, some are unlucky, I guess. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Some people die, so of course. I mean, they're, I've, I've had a very light version. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Obviously. Exactly. Because you've got the Abon on your side. You were able to. Exactly. I have the grimoire. Exactly. That's the thing. Yeah. Uh, sweet. Now, you mentioned. Working in a kitchen, I work in a kitchen, so I just wanted to, to just so you you're a cook, a chef. Yeah, for 16 years. Wow, you poor guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's good. I like my line of work, but sadly, COVID hit me pretty hard, so I lost my job in the kitchen. So I've been working in logistics, which is um, interesting, so to speak, mm -hmm. and uh, well, not very creative. <laughs> <laughs> okay interesting that's probably the only thing that's actually kept me going during this time is the fact that i got into cooking a few years ago because the economy tanked and i needed a job and it was kind of like all right well everybody needs to eat so 
I went to culinary school and for the last actually going on about was it five five to seven years now I've been professionally cooking and it's pretty much the only thing that's kind of kept uh, us above water and do you enjoy it I'll say yes and no uh, I, I know exactly what you mean <laughs> I, I like exactly the, what you mean. yeah <laughs> it's it's no it's no walk in the park I mean no. for those people who think that chefs are just going into the kitchen and cooking food they're so wrong. I mean, oh, let's not even get started. <laughs> you know how it is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's sweet. And I enjoy that you mentioned you know, these uh, Dagon worshipped by a cult in the poor village. These fishermen found him. I mean, it's such a classic story. Uh, it is. You know, and I just was recently reading some things about uh, how religions prey and cults prey on poor people. And so I thought that that was very interesting that that connection was made that these poor people uh, have turned to, I don't know what you want to call it, hope or whatever. Or in this case, the, something that actually did exist in some degree. This guy was yeah. actually able to help them. Well, he was, but of course, there was a price to pay, as always. Mm -hmm. I mean, they found their salvation for a while, but I mean, they, they, they turn into these like uh, deep ones, like fish people hybrids. And so, I mean... The price you pay in the long run is it really worth it? I mean, of course, yeah. it, there are there are some connections naturally to to real life as well, like religion and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Now I'm looking at I'm looking at the Spotify. I got the Spotify up here. Yeah. Uh, this is an interesting thing. So artist pick, and then there's a, a quote. What are your thoughts on our EP? Uh, tell me, tell me, just tell me about that. And maybe for other bands listening in who aren't maybe using Spotify to the best of their ability, uh, how is it communicating with fans on Spotify? Like, are you guys getting any responses from that question? Um, not really, to be honest. That's uh, but I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. And I mean, why, why not? Uh, first and foremost, I mean, we we've, we've just been around for. Not even a year. Mm -hmm. I mean, it takes a while to build a fan base, but I mean, the response on the EP has been really good. Yeah. I mean, it seems like people enjoying it. The reviews have been good. So, I mean, hopefully people like it. Yeah. Now, you mentioned not even a year old. So, it's still, it's, we're toddler status just about. Starting to waddle on its yeah, own. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was this then as a result of the pandemic that happened last year, like you guys had some extra time and you thought, Hey, let's go ahead and write these songs. Yeah. Basically it's a funny thing because, you know, we formed curse of Avon before carnage alpha and from curse of Avon, mm -hmm. uh, carnage alpha was spawned basically. Mm -hmm. so I was just, I was, I've always been thinking about doing some, some metal that was like, uh, Kind of old school death, but not old school death with some right. symphonic elements. And then I was talking to, uh, we had a guy who was mixing and mastering for, uh, for one of my other bands. And I asked him, Hey, you want to, you want to join us as a guitarist? And he's like, sure. Cause he's a guitar player. So it makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then I asked uh, Matthias, Matthias from, uh, from Carnage Alpha, if he wanted to play bass. I don't remember how that, that really went, but uh, he said yes, obviously, well. And the drummer I already had from the beginning because he's in one of my other bands. 
I think he's seen all bands now. He would have to. Um, be. He would have to. Be. Yeah. No. Like any good Swedish drummer, he's in at least six or seven bands, right? Or any any good Swedish <laughs> bass player, he actually plays the guitar, works, you know. Yeah, exactly. But but you know how it is. It's like if you find good people, you stick with them. Right. I mean, because let's face it, it's a pain in the ass to try to find new people all the time. And if you know the the people already, I mean, why not? Why not continue working with them? Yeah, exactly. Now, um, how did you differentiate musically between Carnage Alpha and this? project Curse of Avon. how did you differentiate that so that it would be its own thing and it sounds like its own thing which is why i'm asking the question well it's it's pretty easy because it's another state of mind when you write mm -hmm. and also martin who plays guitar he's uh, he plays all different style uh, he does melodies differently and things we don't want Curse of Avon to have too much synthesizer. We only have like uh, um, symphonic elements or choirs and such mm -hmm. to keep the added atmosphere and maybe some effects sometimes to 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 give you that creep factor. Uh, but but <laughs> it's more like uh, it's it's very different in the style of music as well. Uh, I mean, we don't really think we use synthesizers freely, whatever we, we think fit. You know, Matthias writes a whole different, well, his writing style is very different. Uh -huh. So it's not hard to, to keep them apart, to be honest. Okay. It's pretty easy. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Now, 2021, <laughs> um, I guess, what's the plan for Chris of Avon uh, this year? Because the EP was released at the end of 2020, so... Traditional stuff, I think, is still pretty off the table. Some bands are trying, though. They're booking tours for the summer, which, I'll be honest, I think is a little weird. Um, it's it's too early. Yeah. I, I don't want to be that guy, but, I mean, I see festivals, tours, everything. I'm like, really? Summer? I mean, fall, maybe. Maybe. I mean, let's... But, but okay, if we go back to the subject, like Curse of Avon, we are... Currently working on a new EP. I think it will be either an EP or a full album. We haven't decided yet. Mm -hmm. But this one will be a little bit different. Because for the first time, I've written five tracks. Or is it four tracks? Four tracks, I think it is. I don't remember, sorry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway, it's, it's built like a story from the beginning to the end. It's all the tracks like stick together like a story, like a short story. Mm -hmm. That could work. I've never done it. Well, I'm excited to hear it. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I so far only one song is actually pretty much done, but the others will come along quickly as well. And I think, I think it will be really nice. I think we finally found our sound. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll quote you on that because if, yeah if you listen to the EP <laughs> you listen to Seek to Destroy which is the first track we ever made together mm -hmm. it's very different compared to Dagon which is the second track we made Right, you can hear the, the big difference in, in how we wrote things basically yeah so was there a track on the EP that you guys said 
we want to sound like that and then are carrying that forward into the new writing? Not really. I mean, we always try to, I don't know if you notice it, but we always try to throw in a little bit of a curveball so you don't know what, what will come next. Like in A2, you have the the breakdown with the oriental girl humming and, and uh, the weird guitars and everything and in Dagon you have the chanting part with like the cult chanting for Dagon and you hear the water and everything it's like mm-hmm. uh, I think Dagon actually built a foundation for for the new stuff okay. in a one way yeah do you like fish are you a fish guy do you like two fish do you like to eat fish I do but I mean I'm a more of a meat guy to be honest mm-hmm. yeah, me too I don't I don't. I think I had fish twice last year. Oh shit! Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my in-laws. Yeah, my in-laws gave us some wooden planks and said we can't we can't figure out how to how to use these to grill. And I I know how to do it. So I was like, Are you flipping? Ki-? Yes, I will take them. So I wanted some Arctic char because I like Arctic char. Yeah. Uh, and my wife was like, Out of the budget. So. Uh, I went to the store and I found some really nice steelhead trout. So we got some steelhead trout and over the summer we did that. Uh, And then in November, uh, we did fish and chips. My wife had no idea that I could make fish and chips from scratch at home. So I was like, yes, it's not hard. So I did it. We got some cod and we did fish and chips and they were sold on that. So my wife went and loaded the freezer up with cod. And I'm like, great. Now I got to think about what to do with all this cod. Awesome. Um, well, you know, there's a lot of good things you can make, but to be honest, I mean, the wife and I, we, we like fish, but mm-hmm. I'm more of a red meat guy. You know, I like my steaks. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> right. That's right, baby. Some meatballs, some Swedish meatballs. Yeah, of course. Meatballs is it's one of my wife's favorites as well. So mm-hmm. I tend to make it a little bit now and then. What do you, what do you call them in Sweden? Just, just meatballs? Yeah, exactly. Okay. You wouldn't say Swedish meatballs. No, because I don't know what makes it Swedish, but somebody told me that it was like the cream sauce. I don't, I don't know. There's a couple of things. The allspice and or the nutmeg would certainly be. Nut- yeah. Do you put nutmeg in or just allspice? Um, usually neither, but. Oh, okay. Allspice is like the old, uh, like an old, uh, well, like older people like to use allspice. I don't mind it. Okay. I don't use it. Okay. Because I have my own way of doing it, so uh-huh. I attempt that way. Okay. Now I'm curious because the recipes that I have, obviously from North American uh, perspective, are allspice, and then I have another recipe that allspice and a little bit of nutmeg. So I kind of ventured off into that tor- de- territory, and then otherwise it's just a meatball. You have a, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have a panade in there of like white bread and milk or whatever, and uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, egg, and then those spices, and then you've got typically mashed potatoes and some kind of a jam. Um, lingonberry. Yeah, lingonberry jam, which if we don't have that, a cranberry I think is a good substitute, which we have yeah. a lot of here. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and then um, yeah, mashed potatoes and uh, yeah, the cream sauce, which is like what beef stock yeah. and, and heavy cream. You can make like a yeah. what like a like a beef velouté with it, and then add some some heavy cream. 
you can use, I mean, beef stock cream and then a little bit of uh, cranberry jam or like something a little bit to sweeten it up a bit. Okay. I also use a little bit of, uh, what's what's the word? It's not vinegar, but it's something something similar to it. Um, similar to vinegar. I don't know the English word for it, but you can use, use a little bit of, of like vinegar also to make it a little bit sweet and a little bit of tang. Not much, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then your meatballs, is it just yeah. is it just like the meat, the panade, onions? What what else goes into it? Yeah, but basically I, I use a, a blend of beef and pork mm-hmm. because you you know the pork adds fatness and makes mm-hmm. it a little bit softer, mm-hmm. and then the panade but, uh, with white bread with heavy cream, mm-hmm. uh, eggs, fried onions, okay, uh, raw onions, Ooh. and uh, fried and raw. Salt. Salt yeah. Pepper. Okay. And and also a little bit of beef stock. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. It's good. I mean, we all do it differently, naturally. Of course, you can add a little bit of of, uh, of allspice if you like, but I think it, sometimes it takes over, you know? It, it gets a little bit too overwhelming. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I want meatballs now. Perfect. <laughs> exactly. Fantastic. Well, that is, that's cool. I dig that. Uh, sweet. So we've chatted about meatballs. We've chatted about uh, 2020, 2021. We've chatted about the curse of Abon. We've chatted about Dagon. We've chatted about uh, cults and religions preying on poor people. What else have we chatted about? Books of spells, grimoires, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, t- yeah. We chatted about whether or not you got information from Lars Ulrich personally. Uh, we chatted about <laughs> coronavirus. We chatted about anybody who has a dream to become a chef should just go get a job in a kitchen and find out that it's probably the hardest day of your life. Yep. Uh, and if you're really into it, then you'll like that. But if you're not into it, not for you. And uh, Basically, but- it's like if you like to get caught with your pants down, uh, if you like that, then you should go for it. Yeah, that's probably a really good way to put it. Uh, Shit, <laughs> I fell over. It's okay. Uh, being a stress junkie who has his pants down being told to run a race and you've already found out that you have to complete the race, but it doesn't matter because you've already run out of time. Yep. And you fell at the finish line. And you fell at the finish line. That's right. Well, I mean, <laughs> but a very rewarding career. Very rewarding career. Very, very. very I mean, you, just look at the chefs on TV. That that is nothing like the real life. I mean, come on. No, uh, it's it's just funny. It is funny. <laughs> it is funny. Sweet. Well, I'm glad you're able to you know recover from that, find something uh, new, and then obviously keep busy with uh, music, and then you know get uh, get everything lined up. It's incredible. So. I don't believe that I have any other questions. Is there anything that you wanted to chat about with regard to this project that I did not ask? Um, I don't think so. I mean, you will find out eventually if something like more happens. Mm-hmm. I will keep up naturally. Naturally. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, sweet. Okay. Well, then thank you so much for coming on to the Rock and Roll Podcast today to share Curse of Avon with everybody. Thank you so much for having me again. It was a pleasure.